Hey everybody, this is Sean from the Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon Review. I'm here to let you know to go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon PD. Search for us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts by just looking up Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon Review. Rate, subscribe, like, follow, do whatever you gotta do. Thank you guys, I appreciate it. And now go ahead and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Review. I'm your co-host, Gabe. I'm joined by your other co-host, Sean. What it do? Um, we are just two brothers who like to rate and review each episode of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! Chronologically, we like to compare them against each other, compare them against past episodes. How was your week, Sean? Oh, it's pretty good. Yesterday, uh, we went and got a puppy, which was actually up by you. So we got to see each other for the first time in a couple months. Although we had to social distance in an Acme parking lot. Yeah. I mean, it was nice seeing you guys. I was really excited. It did kind of suck that we had a social distance, but, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It was fun seeing you guys. I'm really glad you guys stopped. So. Yeah. It's definitely different. It's a little bit weird, but I've definitely done weirder in an Acme parking lot. Yeah, that's true. I've seen the police reports. Outside of that derailment, let's get started. <laughs> um, so, this week, we will start with the fifth episode of Pokemon, Showdown in Pewter City, which first aired in Japan, April 29th, 1997, and in the U.S., September 14th, 1998. This episode starts off with Team Rocket trapping themselves. (laughs) So that kind of gets them out of the rest of the episode. (laughs) They're just like, okay, here's what Team Rocket is doing. They've trapped themselves. And was this the first time they built a giant trap? I thought it was. I know they do it many, many times, but I think this was the first time. Yeah. So, actually, in the trivia section of Bulbapedia, it does say that uh, this episode introduces Team Rocket's pitfall trap gag. So, of course, course, Bulbapedia, the Pokemon encyclopedia, our go-to when it comes to Pokemon, as we recommend it to everyone. Oh, my God. I haven't gone on here yet. Now I'm on here. There is so much trivia for this episode. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a little... um, segment after we do a quick review of the episode just yeah. going to the trivia and the differences from the dub because i mean we kind of go into it on other episodes but i think it's really interesting and something that i always like to look at after i'm done watching the episode with both pokemon and you yeah so yep so after team rocket traps themselves we get the episode title and then ash and misty arrive in peter city and they meet flint who is selling rocks as souvenirs because Pewter City is a big rock city. You know? And that's a Pewter City souvenir. Yes, it's just a rock. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, um, what does he point them towards? The local Pokemon Center, I believe? Yeah, he goes to show them uh, where the Pokemon Center is, but he also charges Ash $2 for sitting on his rocks before he leaves. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I think uh, that shows you his character. Yeah, and also, Missy ends up leaving with a bill a little bit later into this, which is another reference to money, which I don't see reference very much in this, uh, because where's Ash getting money? He has no income. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that probably his mom gave him a little bit of money, but... Cause you gotta From think, what it looked like on the bill, the bill is $1,100, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's 1100 yen, 
which <laughs> like eleven dollars. Yeah, well. <laughs> but yeah, that will be some expensive meal. <laughs> <laughs> but when he does, uh, he takes him to the Pewter City Pokemon Center, and we meet Nurse Joy's older sister, Nurse Joy. Uh, second of many, many, many Nurse Joys we're gonna run into. I thought that uh, was interesting. Yeah, I should have seen it coming. Because we get the same thing with Officer Jenny. Uh, this is the first time we're introduced to that whole concept of, yeah, we're just the same people, but in different yeah. cities. So and, you got to wonder about the logistics of that. And it's weird when, like, okay, if they're sisters is one thing, but when they're like, oh, it's my cousin or, like, my in-law, that's when it's weird. Because <laughs> I'm like, how? They all have the same name, the same vocation, but they've all been spread out to every single city. In the Kanto region, at least. And they're all the only qualified nurses to work in these Pokemon centers. <laughs> and the same applies for Officer Jennies. So. Which might, which may lead some to believe that they are just robots created for this. Yep. Well, that's actually... Is that a theory? Does that make sense? I haven't seen I don't that. know. It just kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. No, maybe they are. That actually makes a lot of sense. So, when they're in the Pokemon Center, they learn about the... Uh, Peter City Gym, which is run by Brock. Um, then they go get some food, and Ash decides that he's going to go for the he, gym. And they also see that poster for the Pokemon League, mm-hmm. and that's where they learn about the whole. They call it regionals, but I guess a regional championship is like each region's Pokemon League. That's why there's different Pokemon leagues in each one, I guess. Um, but I just never heard it called a regional. I just heard of Pokemon League. Yeah, it's a good plan. But the poster up. was pretty sick. Yeah, the poster was sick. I like that. And part of the trivia in the uh, Bobopedia episode talks about how they use the uh, type symbols from the card game, which yes. I recognized immediately, but I thought that was cool. Also, speaking of the card game, one of the things I got this week uh, was a two-player playing mat for the old TCG game. From 98, and it's Wizards of the Coast. Still in the package. That's so awesome. That was a pretty good come up. You sent me a picture of that. That's really cool. Yeah, I'll post one on the Instagram later, along with my uh, Kabutops graded card. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do that, please. Um, so then Misty and Ash grab some food, and Ash decides he's going to go to the gym. Misty tells him that he's got to train some more, and that gym leaders aren't like normal Pokemon trainers, basically saying that he's not prepared for it, which is accurate because he hasn't really had a direct one-on-one battle yet i don't think like no not really and got interrupted um he battled team rocket in episode three but that wasn't really a battle yeah they never count they even mentioned that they're not really using league rules so Mm -hmm. but yeah so uh ash ends up going to brock's gym and uh brock is basically telling him the same thing Misty was, is that he's not ready. He says, I thought this was funny, he says, your Pikachu is in its cutest stage. That's <laughs> <laughs> a funny thing to and, say. Uh, he, Brock is nothing like how Brock is when he starts traveling with Ash. Oh, absolutely. He's so he, serious in this episode. Yeah, well, she is never the serious one. No, absolutely not. I have the same thing, yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny. When he uh, opens up the battlefield, because he said gym leaders have to accept every challenge, I thought the battlefield looked really cool. 
Yeah, I thought that was a really cool thing that they had set up where the rock moves in. It's basically a warehouse, and they have a big rock field that kind of comes in from either side to make the field into, like, a rock field. Yeah. So, I wonder who pays for that warehouse. I imagine, like, because you got to think it's built. Taxes? It's taxes. Probably <laughs> Tax <good> money. money. <laughs> rock souvenir money. Honestly, but I don't think I don't think Flint's given him any money at this point. But uh, yeah, we'll get on that later. We'll get into that. So basically, Ash gets butt handed to him by Brock, and uh, Brock makes pretty quick work of him and makes Ash actually surrender. Yeah, he gets uh, Pikachu trapped in bind. Yep. Uh, but he ends up having to surrender. And then when he leaves, he's walking down, and he runs into Flit again, yep. who takes him to show. He goes to show Ash what Brock does in his spare time, which is take care of his ten brothers and sisters, because his deadbeat father left to be a trainer, and his mom passed away. Yep. So, um, I mean, at this point, you know, we've seen Pokemon so many times, me and you. We both already know what's going to happen, and it's also a kid's cartoon, so it's okay that it's obvious, but yeah. we both know that Flint is going to end up being Brock's dad at this point. They also it. don't show his face, which doesn't happen to any character, so yeah. you know that he has some type of connection. And even when they don't show his face, you can still tell that he looks like Brock. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But once he does take his stuff off, he looks literally like Brock. Yeah, I think he has a few wrinkles. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, Flint ends up training uh, Ash at the water mill. um, And Pikachu just becomes super powerful. And Misty stops by. And this is something that I have written down. So, we kind of, like, learned throughout the episode that Misty clearly has, like, more knowledge about Pokemon training than we might have originally thought. I mean, we've, we've seen her, that she has Pokemon, and she goes fishing and stuff, but she clearly has more information on Pokemon training and uh, gym leaders and stuff like that than we originally thought. I thought that was interesting. And, I mean, this is the fifth episode, and we don't even really know anything about Misty still. Yeah. Like, so, nothing. Yeah, exactly. All we know is that she likes fishing and that she has fish Pokemon. Water. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So, uh, after Ash finishes training, he goes back to Brock's gym, and uh, they rebattle. And one thing that I noticed when the battle first started was that Brock is like, all right, two Pokeballs. I was like, that's pretty cool, like, that you have to announce how many Pokeballs you're going to be using. Like, because in the game, you see it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that reminded me of the game was... So, he battles Brock, and he sends out Pidgeotto up against Geodude, Geodude, and he has to return Pidgeotto because Pidgeotto is ineffective against rock types. And then he sends Pikachu back out, who's also ineffective against rock types, which reminds me of the game, because playing the original games, I remember always battling Brock was the hardest. Because you came out of Reinforced, so you either had Bugs, which was ineffective, uh, you'd always have Pidgey, ineffective, and then I would always have Charmander, which was ineffective. Yeah, I so thinking, I'd always rely like on Rattatas or something. Yeah, you always have to go and beep up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I always go ahead to the next route and run through them and have to come back. Yeah. So uh, 
After he returns Pidgeotto, he sends out Pikachu, who destroys Geodude. Yep, and with his electric boost. Yeah. And then uh, there's a battle between Pikachu and Onix. It's pretty even, but Onix has the better of him. And uh, Brock actually calls it off, pretty much. Yeah, Pikachu, like, falls, fainted, like, with the X over his eyes or the swirls over his eyes. Yeah. but I always thought was game over. Same here. I thought the same thing. He has the swirls, but I guess maybe the X's are game over. I don't know. I've never seen anything like this in my life. (laughs) Honestly, I don't like this battle. No, me either. I don't count this as a battle either. No, not at all. And uh, so basically, after Brock has already called off Onyx, basically thrown in the towel, a fire starts up high in the warehouse. I forget what catches on fire first. But uh, that sets off the sprinkler system, which then douses the field and Onyx in water, which obviously um, weakens it. it. Weakens Onyx and also strengthens electricity. Mm-hmm. Which actually, I didn't even think about that part till now. Yep, so uh, Ash goes to attack, but his guilt is killing him. He can't attack Brock because he's thinking about his ten sisters, and then he snaps back to reality, and his ten brothers and sisters are on top of Ash. Yeah, they're actually on him. Yeah. So Ash decides, hey, you know what? This isn't fair. I took advantage of the sprinkler system, which is a controversial thing, but I'm like... It's a part of the field. It's a part of the field. You have, you build this warehouse, that's fair game, in my opinion. Well, and you legally, I'm assuming, have to have the sprinklers in there. Yeah, but you know, not his it's, fault. It's a part. No, it's not anyone's fault. But Ash took some, takes advantage of the field. You know, yeah, it was unfair. Episode, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like. I, but it doesn't matter because Brock had already kind of forfeited. He had already thrown in the towel. But either way. Mm-hmm. Ash is like, this isn't fair. I can't. This I'm not gonna count this as a win. He just leaves, yeah. and uh, then Brock ends up chasing after him and gives him the uh, badge anyway. Yep. And he says, you know, I always wanted to be a trainer, or I didn't really want to be a trainer, but I always wanted to be a breeder. But take this, you know. Go follow my dreams, and I can kind of live vicariously through you. And that was the only way Ash would accept it. Yep, and Ash ends up accepting it, which is very dubious. But, you know, whatever. It's the show. Yeah. But that's when uh, Flint shows up, and uh, he reveals himself to be Brock's father, which you expect to be kind of a, uh, you know, emotional moment. But Brock's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, he's like... Flint's like, Brock, you can kind of take off. You can, um, I'll take care of the kids and whatnot. And you expect, and Brock's like, there's just one thing I have to tell you. And they expect it to be emotional, but no, it's just a list of rules of how to take care of the kids. So, yeah, Brock, his dad was ready for it too. Yeah. <laughs> he said, all right, go ahead. I know there's a lot on your chest you want to get off. But he just lets him know all the things that the kids need, a whole, well, just a big to do list. Yeah, Brock's kind of let it go really easily. So, you know. Yeah, he doesn't even care anymore. <laughs> but that's when Brock joins Ash and Misty on their journey. Yep. They get going. And also, before the episode ends, we get a glimpse of Team Rocket, who has managed to escape from their trap. Finally. Using, like, 
drill. Which I don't know how they got that in the hole. It must have been down there already. That was a bad know. idea because they were going to get out. They fell in anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then they fall back in, and that's when you have to do that. Yep. So, to be um, continued. To be continued. Do you this want is to where the anime really picks up because now we got all three together finally. Do you want to give the rating of the episode or do the trivia and changes from the dub first? Um, do the trivia first. We'll go through everything and then rate it. Sounds good. So we've kind of went over some of the trivia uh, for this episode. So uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is that uh, Brock and Flint both refer to Brock's ten little brothers and sisters. Uh, there's actually only nine. So <laughs> I was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and then um, another thing that I thought was interesting is Flint says that Brock's mom died when she was trying to take care of the family. But apparently we're actually introduced to Brock's mother in later episodes. Because in the original series, uh, she just left the family too. Which is like, oh wow, that's, that's almost... That's mind-blowing. That's almost worse than the dad leaving. Because now you're just leaving this family with no one but Brock. I wonder if she faked her death. Yes. So... Oh, and I'm seeing here, you had mentioned that the restaurant bill was changed from 1100 or the restaurant bill was $1,150. Uh-huh. $1,150. <laughs> originally supposed to be uh, 1150 yen, but they changed it, which makes it just insane amount of money. Yeah. But they didn't, yeah. Thought it was so that, yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all of the uh, notes that I have here. Unless yeah, there's when, anything. <laughs> when I went on earlier to go on Bulbapedia and look at all the trivia, I thought there was an insane amount. I was actually on episode one, which does oh, have an insane amount of trivia. Yeah, I'm sure it does. So <laughs> I was like, what? None of this makes any sense to the episode. So that was our trivia errors and changes from the dub segment. Um Let's get into the ratings. So, do you want to go first, or would you prefer that I go first? Um, you can go first. Okay. So, I thought this was an okay episode. Um, obviously, we're introduced to Brock, which is a big part of the series. One of my favorite characters in the series. But um, it's not really the Brock that we know. He's not nearly as silly as he ends up becoming. He's much more serious. I really didn't like the battle. I thought. Ash didn't earn that badge. He didn't win the battle. I mean, he would have if he would have went with it. But Brock had already kind of called it off. It's just, I don't like that. It's, there's too much going on. But that being said, it was, it was a solid episode. You know, a lot of drama with Brock's family. You know, that's something we're more familiar with from the Yu-Gi-Oh! show. Is that kind of drama. But, you know, it's nice to have it in Pokemon too. So, um, I went with an eight, 82.5. Chewie! Same thing that I gave her from last week, but I thought it was a good episode. Um, something that I didn't like about it, but overall. I, oh, God, I liked it, but it's just, like, the battle was not good. The Flint, Flint being Brock's dad wasn't shocking. Yeah. Uh, the only thing saving this for me 
is that it's the first uh, appearance, like with Brock. I went 65. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a little bit lower, but I, I see. I understand. You know, I was thinking about going lower than with my score, but. Yeah, it was okay. just, I feel like it was hard not to. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. All right. Well, let's get started. Unless you have anything else to add. No, not for that. Okay, so let's start with the uh, fifth episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Do you have the information for that, Sean? Yeah, the fifth episode is The Ultimate Great Moth that aired May 16, 2000 in Japan and October 20th, 2001 in the U.S. So um, we start out with a recap, which I thought was really long for this episode. Oh, dude, I skipped the recap and it cut like four minutes out of the episode. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, what? It started at like three minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It was really long. Also, how do you, how do you watch this? I watch it on Hulu. Okay. Well, I, was, I was watching on Netflix and it is going away June 8th. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It came up at the top when I clicked it. I thought that yeah. was crazy. Hulu is going to use that. I don't even Which have that. Actually, right around the time that the new Pokemon anime is coming. Oh, that's interesting. Gotta make room. You gotta make room. Don't we have... Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, so, we start off the episode. May comes to watch the battle between Yugi and Weevil, which mm-hmm. is going on from the end of last episode, which ended in a cliffhanger, as you guys might remember. And we kind of see a little bit of the bickering between Taya and Mai. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of stems from the last... the. Was that the last episode or the episode before last where we kind of see... It was the episode before last. We kind of see that Taya seems a little bit jealous of Mai. Yes. And now we them straight outright bickering for most of this episode. Yeah, and she even tells her how she doesn't have friends. Taya tells Mai how she doesn't have friends or anything. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. They're both being really rude to each other. Oh, yeah. If I had to pick a side, I'm picking Taya's side. Just because... You know, Mai is just saying, oh, your guys' friendship isn't worth anything, and Yugi's going to lose. And Taya's just like, hey, no, he's going to win. He always wins. So, yeah, chill out. That's pretty much summarizes the whole, you know, drama for this episode. So most of this episode is just battling. Actually, all of this episode is just battling. Uh, dueling, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, I just have some notes here. So uh, Weevil... It starts out, Weevil tricks Yugi to retreat his monsters, which ends up uh, letting Weevil bring out his slug and cocoon, which is going to start becoming into a great moth. So, um, that's his strategy for the episode. Um, more rivalry between Mai and Taya. Uh, Yugi's pretty much trying to Get rid of that slug and cocoon. Nothing's really working. Uh, he gets some encouragement from his friends. Joey says, oh, you got to get fired up, Yugi. Yeah. <laughs> and that set Yugi into a great idea. Absolutely, because you see the thumbs up with the great anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yugi's got the thumbs up. And, and uh, that's when uh, uh, Mai's like, yeah, I'm sure that all his friends will help him win a duel. And that's when Taya's like, well, by the look of his face, I think that it did help him. <laughs> it shows you give it the thumbs up. I thought that was a great yeah, shot. Yeah, it was good. 
Luigi uses his dragon card, and he actually uses the flame to destroy the cocoon's field bonus, yes. which is what Weevil's been using for this battle in the last yeah. episode and this episode. That's been his main advantage here. It's been so confusing. The rules in this first season are so confusing, I don't even fully understand what goes on. There's no set rules, and it's kind of like they're just doing their own thing and just kind of like goes all yeah. Like goes with it, just comes up. like as it comes, they just make up their own rules, kind of. I agree with that. It's kind of similar to the episode of Pokemon we watched this week, where it's just like, okay, this is frustrating because yeah, like this so doesn't crazy. happen. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Yugi destroys the cocoon, and we find out that the after four turns, when it's supposed to be five turns, where it turns into a moth, turns out it, it turned into a moth anyway. So yeah. I, I was like, that Once again. <laughs> he just wasn't that in time pleasant. to stop the evolution. Yeah. It's so still, then, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I guess it, so it, what came out not at full strength, I guess, on the fourth turn. Yeah, it wasn't at full strength, but it's still the mall. So I don't know. Yeah, how so it was like, it was just like a couple attack points less. Yeah. Which is weird also. Yeah, which wasn't how the card was explained to us. Maybe. The rules on the card are a little bit different than what was explained, but um, the moth gets poison particles into the air, and uh, Yugi's response to that is to fuse his uh, dragon and uh, knight cards. I don't have the exact name of the cards written down, but uh, and it's then, his uh, Curse of Dragon and Gaia the Fierce Knight. Yes, so. Then uh, they're getting weakened by the poison in the air. So Yugi ends up using his magical mist to uh, clear up the poison. <laughs> yeah, however that works. <laughs> so that gets rid of all the poison, and it also makes the moth very wet. And Yugi brings out Summon Skull card which is a killer, and apparently gets the water boost because he has an electrical attack, which I don't remember being a thing with the cards. Yeah, but, once again, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So then Yugi uses a summon skull with a water boost to completely finish Weevil, and that's the end of the battle. And, yeah, that's, uh, and I think he, when he does the summon skull, I think he tells it white lightning attack. Yeah. Which is yeah. also the same attack that Kaiba always tells blue eyes. Oh, cool. I never. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I still don't understand the specific attacks, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's something that we talked about before where it's that's not really a thing with the cards from what I can remember. But, uh, yeah, me either. But he won with 50 life points left. Which is very impressive. Yeah, pretty well, dramatic. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. I mean, Weevil gets eliminated from the tournament. I like the little elimination animation where it shows the card of Weevil and then just puts an X over top of it. Yeah, that was cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this episode was pretty much all action. So there's not really a whole lot to talk about. It was all that one duel. And uh, at the end of the episode, actually, I've written down that Yugi's like, oh, well, now I need seven stars to enter the castle. I'm just like, I hope <laughs> that the next seven stars don't take this long. Yeah, which I'm sure they will. Of course. So... And, uh... When he gets the star chips from Weevil, Weevil's crying on the ground, and he gets the star chips. Then Joey just takes the glove like it's his. 
<laughs> I, I thought that was random. I mean, I guess he doesn't need it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what gives Joey the right to confiscate the glove, though. Yeah, but he's sent home now, so Wheel's the first person on the island to go home. Yeah, which is interesting because I mean that was pretty much the first battle based on the reaction of the crowd in the first episode. I mean, they're all very excited to see this battle. Yeah, and he's a defending champion, right, Weevil? Yes. Yeah. So now he's beat like the top two duelists in the world in his first two legit duels. Exactly, and that's really putting Yugi on the map. I mean, there was that weird duel, that time duel with the Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah, but that was like a shadow thing. Nobody got to see that. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't really count. But yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. I thought um, it wasn't great. That's the for sure. The duel. <laughs> I can't wait to see your score for this. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of shockingly high. Yeah, I mean, I thought the duel was really like well done. Like, it does keep you on the edge of your seat. And I kind of discussed this in the last episode, where it brings me back to being a kid again, and I'm kind of like. I'm enthralled. That's the thing about Yu-Gi-Oh! is that compared to Pokemon, it's got a lot more drama. It hooks you in better, I think. But Yeah, and this was ending the first duel of the Duelist Tournament. So I like that part of it. Uh, I, I don't know. I liked it. And it, compared to the first half of the duel, this was the most interesting part. I liked both halves of the duel. Um, Which also I saw in a Japan... And like everywhere else, this was released as two-parter, but in the U.S. it apparently was released together. Last episode and this episode were released in one episode in the U.S. Oh, really? They released it at like the same time? No, it was just one episode. They like condensed it, I guess. That's Which, and then they said it eventually aired on four kids as two separate episodes later. Hmm. I thought that was um, weird. Yeah. Some notes I have about the episodes. Uh, I love we talked about it. We talk about every episode, but I love Weasel and Joey's voices. <laughs> They're just so over the top. Joey is so ridiculous. I love it. Um, so, What did you give it? My rating for this episode, I gave it a 78. Sure, I was like, you're always a little bit above me. Or yeah, above me. I was going a little bit higher, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a good episode. What did you give it? I went 74. Okay. I thought it was pretty solid. It was a good wrap-up. Um, saw polymerization for the first time. So I teach you about fusion. Didn't really teach you about fusion. It just did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The, the bad parts I had of it were the confusing rules that are made up. But that's about it. It was a pretty it was solid. It wrapped things up well, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I hope that we see... I mean, I'm sure we'll see Weevil again. But I oh, hope we yeah. see him in the story arc. You know, I hope that this isn't the end of him on the... Duelist Kingdom there. Yeah, and I want to see Rex now. Yeah, exactly. You know that Rex is going to be coming back with a vengeance. So, yeah. That was our reviews for this episode. Um, any other comments before we move no. into the Not until I got. Okay, so the question of the week this week is going to be what is your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! game? Last week it was what's your favorite Pokemon game? We're going to flip the script here. What's your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! game? So, I will go first. My favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! game is the uh, Dungeon Dice board game, which is uh, actually, it's a lot of fun. I remember playing a lot when we were kids, and we got really into it. That's like a storyline that comes up later in the series, but 
Sean, you actually bought it off of eBay, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I own it. It's around here somewhere, actually. And we played uh, of it, and it's uh, it was really fun. It really brought back memories. So. Yeah, I love that game. That was always one of my favorites, which uh, I didn't realize. It's like the last four or five episodes of this season that are completely just random. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I, after they finish up Duelist Kingdom, they just run those four episodes. And that's yeah, just kind of how it ends. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it was kind of random, but... Um, well, <laughs> I was going to go over Chef of Destruction. I remember loving that one on uh, Game Boy Advance. It was the first one I played where you could get the god cards. Mm. Uh, so I was, and uh, you'd have to get all the uh, Millennium items. That was a fun one. Uh, Dungeon Dice on the GBA was also fun. But I'm going to go Duel Links because I have put so much time into Duel Links twice. I'm going to make a second account because I lost my other one. I put so much time into that game. Wait a second. I'm just connecting dots here. We're Chef of Destruction. Mm-hmm. Do we the game when we were kids? Yeah, we did. And I lost it at like a Walmart one day or something. When we were with our parents, I got out of the car and I dropped it. And just, I remember I used to look for it all the time, but it was gone. Oh my God. I remember that game. That game was a lot of fun. Yeah. I just, you literally just broke back that memory. Yeah, you I- have it at your house, but you don't believe it, but. No, I don't. I don't have it in my house because I remember you had a little baggie. Yes, and I gave it to you because I was like, oh, this is another good one. I have the baggie here of my GBA games, and I don't have that one. Okay, well, I'll look for it. Um, yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Do you have my Pokemon uh, Leaf? Leaf Green? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to look for both of those games then. Because <laughs> you had my Sapphire, and you gave that back. Yes. So. Okay, well, um, <laughs> what a way to end the episode. <laughs> All right. well, this is the only time uh, I can get you to admit anything. <laughs> I've never admitted anything. I still don't think I have, but I'll look to see if I do. Oh, sure. <laughs> Did I give you my old GBA? Or... No, I gave that back to you also. Okay, well, that's the episode. This All week. right. <laughs> We got to look for some stuff, dude. Yeah, we got to make it. We got to take inventory. We got to get off here. I got to find stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a short episode this week. Um, it was basically just that really action-heavy Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. There's only so much you can say about that. It was a but, wrap-up. The whole thing was a duel. So yeah. Two pretty all right episodes this week. But They're not bad. They were ranked higher for us. Yeah, We, exactly. we usually don't both go in that range. Yeah. So, all right. Great. Um, so our sign off for this week will be, um, how about, uh, you got to get fired up, Yugi. <laughs> Two thumbs up, dude. <laughs>